0: Real Life Radio is sponsored by River City Community Church.
1: Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church right here in San Antonio, Texas. Now this is a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. And that's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. 10. And it's the second message in a new series called One Life. Make yours count. And Pastor Sean's message today is called God versus Google. You know, internet search engines respond to our queries with instant answers and information. Is that how our relationship with God works? What do we need to know about how God speaks and guides us that will help us make the most of our life? Grab a Bible because that's really all you need. It's time for Real Life Radio.
0: See, First of all, what Jesus is letting us know is that the secret to hearing the Word is the soil of your heart. The secret to hearing the Word is the soil of your heart. You want to hear You can sit and kind of say, God, why don't you speak to me? God, why aren't you talking? The fact is God is speaking. If you're not hearing, there's something in the soil of our hearts. The condition of your heart makes all the difference is what Jesus is trying to tell us. And this is really important. You can change the condition of your heart's soil. You can have a hearing heart. If not, what's the point of this whole thing? Why is Jesus wasting our time? Why is he wasting their time? He's trying to teach them something about the soil so that they can actually examine their hearts and see what kind of soil do I have. Do I have a hearing heart? Because I believe that's the secret to actually hearing God's direction. Having a hearing heart and being open to what the Lord would say and letting him speak. And the rest of our time this morning, I want to give you four ways to cultivate a hearing heart. Four ways that I believe we can cultivate a hearing heart and begin to hear the word of God spoken to us uniquely, intimately, personally. Four ways to cultivate a hearing heart. First thing, hearing takes time. Hearing takes time. That's where the title of the message came from, God versus Google. Okay, we live in a Google world. We want it instant. We want it right now. And don't get me wrong, I love Google. Google's a dear friend of mine. I have her in my pocket at all times. If we, you know, it used to be if you, you know, if you had an argument with someone about what was right, what was ever, you'd have to go to a library or something. Oh, that takes so much time and all those books. Huh? Now we just pull out the phone, we go to Google, she'll tell us. Google is instant. It's convenient. Understand, but it's also noisy and conflicted. Okay, because not only do you get the right answer, you get 1,000 wrong answers. For everything you Google, you just need to know that, okay? The big question on Google is to know, do I have the right answer or one of the 1,000 wrong answers? But we love Google because we have a choice. And this is maybe where it really boils down. I have a choice. Because all these answers to my question are given. And I can pick the one I like. If I get one and I don't, oh, that's kind of hard. They want me to work harder and they want me, oh, mm, mm, mm. Oh, this one here says three easy steps and I take a pill a day and I can be (laughs) successful and wealthy and all of the the above. I'll take that one because I like it. This one, mm, not so much. We love that go- we love Google because it gives us a choice. It just lays out whatever somebody's thrown up on the internet out there, and I get to pick and choose. It's a very useful tool, a very helpful tool. But the problem is when we go and start asking God to speak to us, we got to decide: Do I want to hear from God or do I want to hear from Google? Because what we saw in Larry in the video is like, you know, God, I want to hear. Oh, oh, oh they beheaded him. Why, well, God, you want to behead me? And if we don't hear something like within a minute and a half, okay, God, sorry, you didn't speak. I'm going to go do what I think is best. Hearing takes time. See, if you find yourself in that place where you're like, okay, God, I need you to speak, but I've only got four minutes. You're talking to Google. You're not talking to God because God is the creator. He is the Lord. He is the leader. And if you want Google, great, go for it. But hearing takes time. Isaiah 40:31 says, those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wait on the Lord. God speaks in his time and in his way because he's the Lord. And this is the fundamental problem. I don't like waiting. There, I said it. Your pastor's impatient. This, this is true. This is like yesterday. It happened yesterday. Lori and I were in the grocery store. And we had probably 27 items, so we couldn't go in the 15. If I had 17 items, I'd go in the 15, but not 27. That's, I have a conscience, okay? I'm a person. I care about people, okay? So, so we go in the 15, yeah, we go in the, in the other one. And, but I picked the perfect line. There's one lady there, and she's there. Her, her items aren't even filling the whole conveyor belt there. So I'm like, this is going to be good. We're going to be gone. Woo! Now, understand, we had nowhere to be. We, had, we were not in a hurry. We had nowhere to be, as Lori reminded me several times. But we're sitting there, and we're waiting, and the lady in front of us, oh, my gosh. She seriously, I didn't know you could do this. I thought you had to go to customer service at HEB to do a return. She did a return right there. I'm like, are you kidding me? She had more coupons than any person I have ever seen. I'm pretty sure they paid her to get the groceries that day. She's like a, a snipping genius, a savant of some kind. But I'm sitting there and I can feel myself. Oh God, oh God, oh God. I actually, and this I'm, this I'm not proud of, okay? This actually happened. I found, and I was not doing it intentionally. I was crowding her. Like, okay, move along, <laughs> move along, <laughs> move along. <laughs> True story, I wish. And Lori's like, why are you in a hurry? We have nowhere to be. Because time matters, honey. <laughs> so yeah, I don't like waiting. I have a patience issue. And you're laughing because you do too, at least a lot of you. (laughs) If you're a couple here, one of you does, I know. (laughs) And the other could tell me that it's the other person, right? And we don't like to wait, but the problem is God is God, and he speaks in his way and his time, and it takes time. It really does. Henry Nouwen wrote this. He said, theological reflection is reflecting on the painful and joyful realities of every day with the mind of Jesus, and thereby raising human consciousness to the knowledge of God's gentle guidance. This is a hard discipline, since God's presence is often a hidden presence, a presence that needs to be discovered. The loud, boisterous noises of the world make us deaf to the soft, gentle, and loving voice of God. A Christian leader is called to help people hear that voice and so be comforted and consoled. That's who he's writing to. He's writing to leaders. But that idea that it has to be discovered, and you have to understand God is immensely creative in how he speaks. You can ask him, Lord, I need your direction. And you, know, you need to know he hears you. But then begin to open your eyes and look as you read the word. Listen. As you walk through your days, keep your eyes open, because all of a sudden, God will have the answer to what you're asking, walk in the door, or the answer to what you're asking, kind of arrive in the mail, or show up in a phone call, or whatever it is. You just begin to reckon, "Oh my gosh, Lord, you heard me." But it takes time, because God's not Google. He's God. God is speaking. The question is, are we listening? Beautiful passage in Mark chapter six, verse 30 through 32. We're told the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported him all they'd done and taught. They'd gone out in ministry and had great success, and they reported to Jesus. But verse 31 says, then because so many people were coming and going that they didn't even have a chance to eat, he said to them, listen to what Jesus said. He says, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. You see, the soul needs quiet. And the second way to cultivate a hearing heart is to understand that hearing is easier in the quiet. Hearing is easier in the quiet. This is a challenge because we are overloaded. We live in a crazy, noisy world. I mean, my gosh, think about it. Think about how much noise is around. Think of, think how many times are, do you know someone or maybe you are someone who you get in the car, you've got to have the radio on because it like freaks me out, the silence. You know, you, you're, you're home doing some work at home. You've got to have the TV on. You're not even watching it, but I need some noise because otherwise what will happen? Who knows what will come out of the quiet and get me? It's true. It's because we live in a crazy, noisy world. It's disturbing with the phones in our pockets. our pockets. The noise is all accessible. Might not be little noise, although if we make it through this message without someone's phone going off, we'll be very fortunate, okay? Sometimes it's a ringer, but sometimes it's a text, an email, notification. I started turning all- no- Can we notify you? Can we send notifications for him? No, no, you cannot notify me. I have a lot of people already paid to notify me. I don't need you to notify me. The noise is insane. And so, what happens in the noise is we we can even. What's funny is while we're we're somehow drawn to it, we want to keep it going. We we can build up filters to the noise so that we can't hear anything. It's like we just learn to shut it all off in some weird way, so that in the midst of the noise, we can't hear anything. You ever seen a parent who has this ability when their kid is in there? Mom, 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 and and you you hear it. Oh, you can hear it because you don't. You haven't had that frequency kind of worked out. You know, you haven't turned that frequency down in your filter yet. But mom has. Mom, mom. And then the kid goes to using their name. Mary, Mary, Mary. Dear God, stop that child. You're like, do something. And it's not just the parents who can do that magical gift, who have that. The child will have that. You know, the child will have that. Stop that. Hey, d- don't go there. Don't go. There. And, and then the parent starts counting. One, one, two, two and a half. And it, when you start to get close to saying, th- then their filter kicks off because they know now mom's serious. Now dad's serious because we got to two and a half. But their filter was protecting them like a force field until you got to that place. We have a problem because we live in a noisy world. We need quiet times and spaces. We do. We need quiet times. Think about it. Think, where is a place where you go and just get quiet, where you can hear yourself think? Now, I will tell you, because one of the objectives is to have a quiet spirit. And one of the things, when you start taking regular times to get quiet and be in a quiet place, you will discover something. You've got a noisy spirit, noisy head. Really, for the first, you'll you'll figure out, you'll be able to figure out, if you ever try to do a discipline of silence where you take an hour, two hours, whatever, that first, however long you need just to get it down, I recommend when you go do this time of quiet, have a notepad with you or something where you can quickly jot down all the things that start screaming at you. Got to do this, that email you got to respond to. Everything in the world, since there's no outer sensory stuff, all the stuff on the inside will begin screaming. You got to write it down, jot it down so that you can then put it aside. And when it's all done, and it'd be interesting, self-study to see how long does it take you to get to where you now can finally breathe and go, Lord, what do you want to say? And just sit in the quiet, in the stillness, and hear the gentle whisper of the Lord. It takes time to get quiet, but we desperately need it. I encourage you find a regular time or space daily to be quiet. Just listen. God is speaking. The question is, are you listening?
1: And we want to take a quick minute to remind you you're listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in this series called One Life, Make Yours Count. If you'd like to hear this full message or even watch the video podcast from Pastor Sean Azaro, it's available right now on demand on the sermons page at the River City website called reallife.org. And if you'd like to check out River City Community Church, Here's your invitation from Pastor Sean.
0: As wonderful as the holidays are, we all know they can be a busy and even stressful time. At River City Community Church, we'd like to suggest a pause before the festivities begin. I'm Sean Azaro, Senior Pastor, and I'd like to take a moment and invite you to our Carols and Candlelight Christmas Eve celebrations. Carols and Candlelight is a special time of music, stories, and Christmas reflections designed to remind us of the true gift of Christmas. If you're interested in starting off your holiday right, join us for Carols and Candlelight at River City Community Church. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road, across from Atama Park. Carols and Candlelight will be offered four different times on December 23rd and 24th. Go to reallife.org for more information. Carols and Candlelight at River City Community Church is the perfect way to make the most of your Christmas celebration. Come by and see us, or check us out on the web at reallife.org. We look forward to seeing you this holiday season, and we wish you and yours a very merry Christmas.
1: And back to the message: God versus Google. This is Real Life Radio.
0: Third thing: truly hearing requires times of solitude. Requires times of solitude. Luke five, 5 sixteen says, "But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed." Jesus often withdrew. To lonely places and pray. The scripture tells us that Jesus was God incarnate. Why would he need to go to quiet places and pray? To lonely places to get alone with the Father. If he's Jesus. Listen, John 5, 30. He says, I can do nothing on my own as I hear. I judge and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus himself modeled a life of submission and of listening. And one of the ways he did that, it says he often... Not occasionally. He often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus practiced the disciplines of quiet, of silence, and of solitude. Just alone. He needed those times of solitude to quiet the other voices. All those voices in your head. No, I'm not accusing you of being crazy. Unless the voices talk to each other, and that's a little weird, but... All those voices. And what are the voices? When, when, when I get alone and I'm just me and the Lord and the voices that I hear, voices of my own ambition, needs to be silenced. Voices of parents or others' expectations need to be silenced. Voices of critics need to be silenced. All the voices that we carry around all the time, in those times of solitude, it's just us and God. And oh, is that a beautiful, precious thing because we get to hear from him. I encourage you in those times of quiet and solitude, have your Bible, have a notepad. But even in that, you know, when we pray, we spend so much time talking, talking, talking. That's good. Bring your needs before the Lord. We should do that. The scripture tells us to do that. But at some point, when you just get quiet and go, God, I want to hear from you. There was an issue this last week that I was praying about. And in one of my prayer times, I realized I wasn't being quiet. And you're like, not you, Sean. You would not be quiet. And so I just shut up. And I just said, Lord, I need you to speak to me. And I just listened. You know, don't, don't sweat. If you fall asleep during that time, that's cool. You needed sleep. That's fine. It really. Just enjoying the presence of the Lord and listen, You'll be amazed at how he'll begin to quietly speak to your spirit in those times of silence and solitude. Husbands and wives, I encourage you to pray together, but there are some things that you would do well to go pray separately about. When Lori and I have had to make big decisions, we will go, we'll pray together, but then we'll go pray separately and see what the Lord says to us. It's amazing how he's able to bring us, very different people, very different things, tendencies, priorities. He's able to bring us together as we listen for his voice. And There's a very powerful confirmation in that, so I encourage you in that. God is speaking. The question is, are you and I listening? Last thing, learning to hear requires a surrendered heart. Learning to hear requires a surrendered heart. God won't speak to those who have no intention of listening. This is what I think Jesus was talking about in Mark 4, 12, when he talked about those that they may see, not perceive, hear, but not understand. They should turn not be forgiven. I think that's a heart issue. I think he's talking about people who, and there were all around him, there were were leaders who, who were listening for the purpose of criticizing him, so he spoke in parables. And they're just sitting there with anger and malice towards Jesus because they're upset that he's he's toppling their little carefully organized apple cart of control and authority. And so they hear these parables, and they don't hear anything from God. If you have a hard heart before the Lord, and like, well, God, speak to me, I guess I'll throw your voice in with all the others. To expect him to speak is kind of silly. So the beginning is learning to hear requires a surrendered heart. What do you intend to do with what you hear? If God himself came and spoke, if he did write it on the wall, if he did speak it in an audible voice, if he had someone walk in, your kid walks in with a note, someone just dropped this off. Who? I think it was God. What did he look like? Morgan Freeman. It must have been. If in the letter, it answers your question. Oh my gosh, Lord, what would you do with it? Mark Twain had a great quote that I just absolutely love. He says, it's not the parts of Scripture that I don't understand that cause me problems. It's the part I do understand that causes me problems. What do you plan to do with the Scripture? Here's a way to kind of determine that. What have you done with the last thing you heard God say? Because I will tell you, I've had seasons in my life where I'm asking, Lord, I need direction. And he's like, I told you to do this. What have you done with it? And then at a certain point, I go, Lord, I need direction. And it's like, I already know. I haven't yet done anything about that thing he told me to. I'm in disobedience. See, the point of the direction is that you will follow it. The point of hearing God's whisper and his leadership is that you will follow it. Like I mentioned earlier, if you're in the midst of that conversation with your wife and the Spirit says, don't say that hurtful thing, and you do, what good was it that the Spirit spoke? And you want to find a surefire way to put a callus over your heart so you can't hear God's voice? Keep blowing him off. Eventually, that'll gradually harden your heart to where it's much harder to hear. So, Mike, challenge for us. Here's the deal. God is speaking. Are you and I listening? I want to challenge us to just create space and time to listen. I've asked the musicians to come. Guys, why don't you come out and get ready? I've asked them to come and just sing a simple song and give you time just to listen. The song is called Speak to Me. Okay, pretty appropriate. So will you just have the courage, and through the rest of this series, to invite God to speak to you and let him actually do that. If there's anything that I think would change this congregation and help us go to the next level of spiritual growth, if we all learn to listen for God's voice and do what he says, have transformative, powerful effect. So while the musicians lead us, and they sing the song, Speak to Me, why don't you let the Lord do it? Thank you, Jesus. is it? that's our prayer. That you would speak to us through the scriptures, by your spirit, through Christian community, Lord, by your very existence and presence all around us, Lord. I pray that we would have our eyes and ears open. Lord, you've given us this life as a gift, and we want to make the most of it. And we believe that the secret to that is hearing and following you. So I pray, Jesus, that you would open our spiritual ears. Let the soil of our heart be receptive, because we want that 30, 60, 100-fold multiplication in our lives. And I just pray that we would hear. You said let him who has an ear let him hear But we want to be those people let us hear you and then give us the courage to follow we thank you and we bless you in jesus name amen amen
1: thank you pastor sean azaro you've been listening to real life radio in this series called one life make yours count but if you'd like to hear this full message and this series available right now when you find the sermons link at reallife.org but of course you're invited to visit and join us at river city community church located on lookout road you can see all the directions details and service times also at reallife.org if you'd like to call the church the number is 210-490-5262 as real life radio is a service of river city community church and we hope you join us again next time for more real life